Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Monday, August 8th, 2022. And our top story today, the U.S. Small Business Administration awards over $150 billion to small business contracts. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Sam Lee is with the U.S. Small Business Administration. Sam, so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's always great. You know, we love talking to members of the federal and local governments to hear all the great policy initiatives and some of the results of those policy initiatives. So we thank you for your time. Uh, let's just start off with a, this is an easy question. First of all, these are all easy interviews, so there's no trick questions here. But let's talk about the mission of the U.S. Small Business Administration. You know, small business is one of the lifebloods of the American economy. But in your own words, What's the role of the SBA? Uh, it certainly is. It's, small business is the lifeblood of the American economy. And SBA has, since the 1950s, provided capital, credit, and counseling to America's millions of small businesses. Uh, we do so through our action in government contracting. Uh, there are tens of thousands of small businesses that work with the federal government through federal contracts. And we just recently published our scorecard for the most recent fiscal year, finding that uh, the, those small businesses received over $150 billion in federal contracting for the 2021 fiscal year. That, and that, we're going to get into that in a, in a few moments. Let me just ask you, uh, you know, having we've all been through COVID, uh, some of us still going through it, and the SBA had a, a real important role in terms of supporting uh, businesses. How are in general, how are small businesses doing uh, today? Um, maybe, I don't know if it's post-COVID, but I'm just going to say post-COVID. Sure. Well, we're seeing, especially on the federal side, the small businesses came out of the pandemic stronger than ever. And SBA was an important part of that. Uh, entrepreneurs doing what they do, trying to find ways around problems were an important part of that. But SBA provided financing in the form of the Paycheck Protection Program and our uh, Economic Injury Disaster Loan Programs. And all through the pandemic, the government continued to spend. It spent more than ever on government contracts with small businesses. So what we saw over 2020 and 2021 in government contracting broke all the records that we had seen before in terms of the federal government working with small businesses to provide capital and credit. Really important access to that capital. Uh, that's the lifeblood of a small business. Sure. I mean, you have to be able to pay your employees. You have to be able to pay benefits, but you also need capital for, uh, you know, buying tools and, and other things that you use for the business. $150 billion. Let's talk about the scorecard. Tell us a little about the scorecard. Then we can get into some of the metrics. Sure. Well, the scorecard shows whether the government kept its commitment to spend some of its government contracting dollars with small businesses. The government has a goal every year of spending at least 23% of its contracting dollars with small businesses. And this year's scorecard found that the government far surpassed that. In fact, the federal government spent 27%, 27.23% 27 
an all-time record uh, of its contracting dollars with small businesses. We also, in the scorecard, look at how women-owned small businesses, disadvantaged businesses, and service-abled veteran-owned small businesses did. And we found there that, for example, with dis uh, disadvantaged businesses, the government set a record in spending 11% of its contracting dollars with those disadvantaged businesses, uh, which was uh, all, in fact, ahead of the schedule that we were looking to enact uh, for this year, for 2022, the government was looking to spend 11%, but we actually did it a year early. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, during this pandemic and even post-pandemic, uh, we've heard about the Great Recession. We've also heard about the Great Resignation. A lot of people said, you know what, I, I, given this pause, I've kind of found a new, a new thing that I want to do. I want to create my own business. A lot of those people are uh, people of color, but also women and other, as you said, other, other groups. It's pretty impressive and they need access to capital. Uh, it is impressive. And what we're seeing during the pandemic is that it's actually the disadvantaged businesses, uh, the category that, that SBA defines, that yes. have seen the most growth. And because of that, this working with the administration and our federal partners, SBA has raised the goal for working with disadvantaged businesses. We went to 11% for this year, and we're going all the way to 15% by 2025. And thus far, the government's been able to meet that goal as we're trying to encourage more disadvantaged entrepreneurs to sell to the government. And the, the numbers show the success. They spent $62 billion. The government spent $62 billion with disadvantaged businesses last year. Uh, Women-owned businesses also have a goal, a goal of 5% there. And then service-abled, better-known businesses uh, have a goal of 3%. And then there's another category called hub zones, which is our historically underutilized business zone program that additionally has a goal. So we're welcoming all of those businesses into the federal government fold and encouraging them to go after contracting uh, opportunities. And as, as you saw from last year, there's over $150 billion worth of those opportunities out there. It, it's always interesting when you have, you talk about setting a goal beyond the next goal. You know, that's the thing with goals, right? Then you have to exceed those goals. And it sounds like you're on your way. Sam, I need to take a very quick break. We come back, we'll talk more about the Small Business Administration, perhaps how you can access some of these contracts. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. 
the Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're going to change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-504-8194. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Sam Lee of the U.S. Small Business Administration. Sam, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great. And it's great to chat with you. And, and as a small business owner, I, I, I have a particular uh, affinity for small business. So I'm glad you could join us. You, you've got the, as we went to commercial break and you've got, you told us you've got some even higher goals to uh, reach uh, more small businesses. And, and let's talk about how people who are listening to this conversation today, they're a small business owner and they want to do business with the federal government. They want to do some of the contracting. What's the best way to get started? Do they go to the SBA site or are there different sites to go to? Well, that's a really important question because as we've seen the number of dollars go up uh, this year to 154 billion, we've actually seen the number of small businesses working with the federal government decline. So the interest, it seems, in working with the federal government has gotten less, even as the opportunities have grown. So we really want more small businesses to try to sell their their wares to the government and seek out these opportunities. The best way to do that is to go to the SBA, go to sba.gov. We have a list of local offices at sba.gov local where you can get face-to-face or virtual assistance and getting started with the federal government. There's a free sign-up at the system forward management, sam.gov, where you can put up your profile and then you can look up opportunities that are out there. The government buys everything from soybeans to clothing to munitions. So Usually, whatever it is that you're selling, you may be able to find a customer in the federal government. And the best yeah, thing I, about working with the federal government uh, for a small business owner like yourself is the government pays on time. The government has a deadline of paying small businesses within 30 days. And the most agencies have actually moved to 15 days. So you sell something, you're going to get paid right away. That's always important. It's always good to have a, you know, to, to get paid so that, so that you get money and revenue towards the business. Uh, let me ask you a question. It, you know, you're part of the, I believe, part of the executive branch. What about our friends in the Congress? Um, any, you know, obviously I have no pull here, but we do try to feature member, members from the legislature. Are there any needs uh, that you and the team at the SBA have that maybe Congress can help fulfill, whether it's new legislation or even funding, which they're the purse string of the uh, U.S. federal government? Well, certainly we are working with the Congress and the rest of the executive branch to try to lift up the businesses that were hardest hit during the pandemic. Uh, women-owned small businesses suffered greatly and disadvantaged businesses suffered greatly. So we've created a certification program for women-owned small businesses. It just went online in 2021 where businesses come to SBA and get certified as being owned and controlled by women. 
And that gives them special benefits in government contracting. That's a free certification. You just go to our website, certify.sba.gov and work through the SBA certification program to get that special designation. And that opens up that 5% for women-owned small businesses. That was something we worked very closely with Congress on. Let me ask you uh, maybe the last question. And those, for those that may be outside of the contracting, it sounds like the contracting is a great opportunity, one that is a high priority for uh, the SBA. But there are other ways to get funding, and there are certain lending partners, right? I know during COVID, I was reviewing the materials that were sent out um, about some of the loans. But there's uh, outside of COVID, there are ways to get funding at a reasonable rate of interest, right? And, and, and to start a business or to fund your business. Right. I, I think most of America's small businesses received funding from the SBA during the pandemic. We had billions of dollars go out through the Paycheck Protection Program. And that was a program where you went through uh, your local bank or through uh, an online lender to access. But even after Paycheck Protection Program ended, SBA still has existing loan programs. We have our flagship 7-8 program. There's a program for uh, the certified development companies that can come in uh, and assist small businesses. And if you're a business that's affected by a disaster, you can come in uh, to SBA to seek a disaster loan. Yeah, and that's really important to see what happened in places like Kentucky and you know, hurricanes and tornadoes. Really important to access that. Well, Sam, we're going to have to leave it there again. Not enough time uh, to give to give it justice, but I think we've we've just scratched the surface. But look, we really appreciate you coming on, and and perhaps you'll join us again very soon. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to speaking with you again very soon. Thanks very much for having me. It's been a great pleasure. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to. Drop us a line and don't forget for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN AM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.